Welcome back to Turns Out She's Psychic. Thanks for joining us for another episode. And uh, today we've got another little special treat of a recent um, gallivanting that Tracy's been on. Probably wouldn't call it gallivanting. No. There was an official, was it a workshop or something you attended? Um, I don't know what she calls it. Uh-huh. Or he called they call it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. An event. An event. Yeah. So you attended an a situation <laughs> presented know. by let me get this right. Esther Hicks is mm-hmm. the person, like the human. Mm-hmm. And does she is it channel Abraham? Or mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. another word that you use? No, she channels. Okay. Yep. So Yeah, so she channels Abraham and Abraham Hicks is not one spirit. Abraham is the name that she has given to the collective higher consciousness that, or higher intelligence that she communicates with. So it's not like one, it's not like she's speaking to Jesus or to Mm -hmm. Buddha or to, um, you know, and another ascended master or something like that. She's speaking to a collective consciousness. So she refers to them as Abraham and they and them. So yes. their pronouns are they and them. Yeah. Plural. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> yeah. And their um their name is Abraham Hicks. Right. So while I've heard of Esther and Abraham sort of in passing, I've never really looked into them too much. I suppose the most amount that I've had to do with anything related is at the end of my um, exercise class on Mondays, we do a meditation and then we draw a card. And one of the decks over there in high rotation is ask and it is given. Mm-hmm. And it's always the most in-depth um, card pull. And so some days I'll go for it because I feel ready. And then other days I'm like, that's nah, definitely not <laughs> the deck that I'm going to pull from after I've had my physical body. Not on a Monday. And then I, yeah. And then I get my mental body sort of massaged heavily, but it's, um, it's really thought provoking as well. There's not, um, answers. There's a deeper question sort of to the one that you're asking is my experience of using the cards anyway. Absolutely. It's, uh, it, um, it's a whole different, for lack of a better way of describing it, it's like a whole different realm of, um, of thinking and talking and provoking and suggesting, uh, that they're, they're very advanced. Yeah. And so it, it's the language that they speak, uh, unless you are attuned to listening to them. It's like listening to, um, it's it's just like listening to a professor speak about something as opposed to me speak about the same thing. I'm going to use everyday words, everyday language in everyday sentences and everyday um, context 
whereas the professor will use um, specific and um, more advanced or appropriate and true and real language to describe things. So it's really funny how they how they communicate because, um, you know, I, I was sitting, oh, I'm probably jumping too far ahead of myself. But <laughs> You're going to rush was, through that so okay, I'll stop you and ask a hundred questions and rewind. Yeah. Go for I it. Was sitting, I was sitting with Matt on one side, my husband on the left side, and then there was this girl that I met there, um, obviously just because she was sitting next to me. She was really chatty. She was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, the she so Abraham would come on for an hour and then and there was a 20 minute break and then another hour, 20 minute break, and then another hour, and then it was over. Gosh. Um and after the first break, or at the first break, um, the girl that was sitting next to me said, um, oh, I have to go and have to go and digest it all now. Like I have to <laughs> some of that just went straight over the top of my head. Mm. And that's that's pretty much what the general consensus is with Abraham and it's like, okay, I need to listen and then I need to think about what I just heard. Yeah. And then I'm going to have questions and I have to digest it and I'm going to need someone else to explain it to me in layman's terms. Um, and then Matt said to me when we left, um, uh, and, and I'll talk about in a minute about what I do in those situations, but then Matt said when we left, he goes, oh, I'm going to need, I'm probably going to need you to help me digest some of that stuff because some mm. of it I don't understand and I was kind of getting a bit lost. Mm. Um and 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 it's really, really, really easy to do. So I mean I've been listening to Abraham for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um so I am not only just used to listening to the way Abraham speaks, but obviously I do what Esther does. Yes. So I'm used to interpreting. Um and I also one of the things about the language that Abraham uses is um, uh, so when we channel, they don't, the spirits that we're channeling, they don't give us the words. They give us frequency or they give us vibration or they give us images or feelings or they give it to us in a different form. And as a channeler, we find the most appropriate word that conveys that message. Mm-hmm. So sometimes as a channeler, Esther, and, and obviously I'm, I don't want to speak for her, but I would say that generally channelers, including Esther, we don't always get the words right. But what we are very conscious of, Esther and people like Esther and I, what we're very conscious of is that we are the translator. We are the interpreter. And so we we can't r- truly in in its purest form uh, represent exactly what Abraham or what whatever the source is saying because it's not going to make sense to you. So sometimes there actually aren't human words to describe it. So we get we get human words that are close enough. Yeah. But that that in itself can be a little bit of a problem because humans will take it literally as close enough, whereas the spiritual energy or the source close enough is not good enough or not, not good enough, but it's not, it's not enough. It's just not what it was. It doesn't it's quite hit same. it. It's diluted. Yeah. Which is, which in itself is 100% why they are there and we are here. Yeah. 
you know, right. that's yeah. why they're teaching it. Makes you know, that's sense. why they, they have the knowledge because in our form, in our human form, we can't be them. We, we can't have don't. that consciousness. Mm. We don't because we don't Otherwise exist in that form. <laughs> exactly. So there, there is so many different little things inside of there that mm. I know as a channeler and from listening to Abraham forever in terms of specific to Abraham. Um, but then there are things that are just general as in terms of channeling. Um, the other thing too is that sometimes because there aren't um, hu- a human or an English word to describe what it is that they're trying to share, it becomes a sequence of words or it becomes an explanation or a metaphor or an analogy or an example or um, it needs to be a picture or um, it needs to be an equation uh, like it or a song or something like in order to convey what it is it needs to come through in something other than just a word and so a lot of what uh, Esther does with Abraham is teach I guess what we could probably call methods like methodologies um, that allow humans to understand what it is that they're trying to convey. However, for them to convey it, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's an instantaneous thing that it's time is time and space for you to understand it is not the same for them to explain it. Sure. And that's what a download is. Okay. So when we get downloads, it's just an instant upgrade of information. And it's like, wow, I did not go and learn that, but somehow I know that. (laughs) And it happens in that speed of light time Mm -hmm. where it wasn't there. And then it's there. And it's like, well, I don't know how that happened, but I've got it. And here it is. Um, That's what it's like as a channeler. Mm. Um, But we have to then figure out how to explain what it is that we know in a way that you're going to get it when we actually weren't explained it either. We just know it. So it is almost like a reverse engineering of it. Mm. And so what Esther does is she, um, I mean, she's got a phenomenal story. I mean, as we all do, people who channel, like, I mean, everyone that you would speak to who's a channeler would, would, you could listen to them forever Yeah, about their life story and how things come about. Um, but what, what Abraham has her do is teach these methodologies that kind of sum up their, I guess, their their agenda might be a, a their main message their main kind of and because they they really they really focus around the law of attraction yeah so some of our listeners might um ha- know Esther and Abraham and Jerry so Jerry was um Esther's husband but he passed away a few years ago um and you might know them originally from the movie The Secret mm. Um, so she was on, she was in that movie or that documentary. Um, and that's kind of when she became popular to the masses, but she was already channeling Abraham well before that. Um, but she became popular to the masses. Yeah. In, um, in the secret and the secret is about the law of attraction. And so, um, a lot of what people will uh refer you know they the, those two Esther and Abraham come together with law of attraction okay so most of what Abraham tries to do is teach humans um the actual universal law which is scientific um 
but tries to do it in a way that humans will understand when they're not physicists Mm. and neuroscientists and, you know, they can't see all the things that they can, that that Abraham can see or that scientists know because they know Mm. through experiments. Um, So they... Abraham really started out trying to teach the law of attraction quite simply, but very quickly realized that humans weren't ready. It's not landing. Majority majority of humans just weren't getting it. They were getting caught up in the science. They were getting caught up in the uh, science versus spiritual conversation. Um, The people that were being attracted to the law of attraction um we're all different kinds of people in terms of not necessarily spiritually inclined people uh more so people who were opportunistic um so people who have an agenda behind this law that you know if it's a universal law that I can use this and and they see it more as a maths equation or a formula mm, um, which yeah. it is Mm. Um, but what Abraham really struggled with, I think in the early days, you know, just the, I mean, the secret came out in 2005, um, also really that long ago. Yeah. It's a long time ago. Um, and, and, um, I might be wrong with that. Anyway, I have no idea. um, Whenever, whenever it came out, I think that, um, the, the, introduction of a um an infinite uh an infinite intelligence I want to say or it's not the right word an infinite uh like the universal law has been around forever like it is all the universal laws have been around since the universe was created so however, however old the universe is this law has existed but handing out information to the human consciousness when the human consciousness isn't ready is dangerous. Mm. And so when you take a universal law that others like Esther and everyone else that was featured inside of The Secret that have, have already understood and are working with and are having the results in their lives, to just then go and hand that over to the general population uh, there is too much of a gap. So the people that were already using it, like the people inside the secret, and look, I've been using it since then too, well, since then, but um, it takes a special kind of someone to just get it. Mm. Like It doesn't 90- sound like something you would just get for the most, most yeah. part speaking for Yeah, you don't. People. Like it will go over your head just like the girl yeah. next to me at Abraham said. And like you um, were saying before, for the people that get those downloads, they could spend a lifetime unpacking all of that into bite size and bigger pieces in order to teach that and translate that into something that people can learn. Yeah, that's like with my authenticity triad method. Yeah. Um, that that was one of those things. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, how can I figure? Because I know that that wasn't just for me. I know, and, and I was using it to help people, but I had to figure out how how it was working by reverse engineering it and coming up with something that was easy to understand. Yeah, that's the um, work. Yeah. 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 You. yeah. And and so Abraham 
being a collective intelligence um, and consciousness would have many different uh, many different awarenesses within inside itself. Um, there is no agenda, so to speak. There, it, there would be, however, a um, an energetic push for for them that source of Abraham to be available to whoever's ready to hear it just like mm. with anything else it's just the yin to the yang so Abraham would be an energy that would be um a collective energy that would have been would have arrived exactly when it was supposed to arrive and be ready for whoever is ready to hear it to hear it when they're ready to hear it but cannot <laughs> cannot cannot introduce itself to someone before it before that person's time before they're ready to understand it and majority of the human population are not ready to understand it so for the lucky few who are and I do say lucky because it literally does change your quality of your human experience Mm. and the potential for the expansion and potential for fulfillment and actualization inside of your human experience so lucky you know some people don't like that word I do like that word you know you're blessed if you have it you're lucky if it if it happens easily you know Mm. um people don't like that word yeah because it's like I don't believe in luck it's like if it's meant to happen it's meant to happen and and it's a blessing and you know it either happens or it doesn't happen because there's such a thing as luck okay Um, right but there is such a thing as luck uh anyway so <laughs> that's um, a whole other episode uh-huh. by the sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. So when when I think the secret came out, uh I feel like Esther and Jerry had a lot of, even though they were already doing a lot of work in the space, they were then thrown into mainstream public um and kind of without, I guess, without, well, maybe they did. I don't know. I wouldn't, I, it's not like I sit down with Esther and just have a chat or her about it and ask her, but <laughs> I would assume that they, that, that they themselves as the humans would have likely been unprepared to have to then go on a mission to serve these people that had gotten uh, like a They'd heard a heard a couple of things they liked the sound of, and now I need you to explain it to me. So then mm, okay. they've spent the kind of last twenty or so years being the explainers and the teachers of of what Abraham's message is, yeah. which is the law of attraction. Makes sense. Yeah. So they they tend to try to just they they Abraham tends to try to just stick with the same kind of messaging, which is. Um, ask and it is given, uh, basically kind of like all you've got to do is put it out into what they call the vortex, um, put it out into the vortex and your inner being, which is what what I refer to as your spirit, your, your spirit or your inner being knows that's what you want and knows that's what you're asking for now it works on the universal plane. Let it do the universe's work. Yeah. And so you know when you hear "let go, let God." Yeah. Same kind of principle. It's just like you've put it out there. Now, don't then go and think, "Well, fuck, I've got to go and do this all by myself." Now, let the grace of the universe and God, if you want to call it God, let the grace of the divine, um, 
and Abraham doesn't call it God. Abraham calls it the divine. So if let, let go and let let's just see what grace is in 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 tow for you and what grace is allowed for you, and you have been allowed because of what you've done. Um, so almost like good karma in a way. Let's just mm-hmm. see what comes via grace and ease, and then what's left over you're going to have to do in your human form. Like we, the universal planes, can't really do that because we're not physical people. So that's where you come into it. Um, But try not to do the universe's job or the universe's part of it. Let the universe do the universe's part and then you can do your part, but you don't have to do all of it. Yeah. Um, I think the magic is knowing where one one ends and the other begins. Yeah. Well, that's where Esther... um, Abraham taught Esther a um, a tool called the placemat. Um, and so what they do is they um, get any piece of paper and you just draw a line straight down the middle and a line across the top. And on the left-hand side, you write um, universe. And on the right-hand side, you write me, mm-hmm. like the human. And then you want to do, what you want to do is you want to write down all of the things that you think you have to do, all of the things that you have to do, all the action things that you feel you have to do today, this week, this month, whatever. And then they get you to um, really have a think about each one and decide whether or not it's actually really a you thing or whether or not it's a universe thing. And then on some of the things, it's like maybe it's a combination and in which case you need to have the universe do it first. Mm. So put it in the universe does it side of the placemat and wait until it changes. Wait until there is some kind of shift in that that to-do thing um, that the universe has done for you via grace. And then you might realize, okay, this is something that I can clearly see that if I take this action, this yeah. will eventuate. So wait until you can clearly see the action that you need to take. And trust that the universe will do what's needed in order for you to see that clarity to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how Abraham taught Esther how to do that, the placemat trick. I haven't um, heard that. I love it. It reminds me of the circle of concerns. Yeah. Very much. Yep. Yeah, mm. it's very similar. Mm. And it, the thing is that I love about spirit is um, everyone, well, I'm generalising, but it is very common for people to uh, think that it needs to be so much more complex than what it is. Spirit is so black and white. Mm. It's so simple. And it's often that humans think themselves too far along and (laughs) try to figure it out and analyse it when really the simplest approach is almost always the one that spirit will offer. The, and and we call that the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of what Abraham talks about is that path of least resistance and I call it, you know, you're either pushing shit up the hill or you're not. Yeah. Um, and when, when it comes to learning uh, how to digest the information most humans will need to be told just don't think about it just mm. let it just let it sit and see how it feels and and this is where things get tricky because most humans are afraid to feel things yeah and that, patience that, that, that is uncertain is short these days yeah. people want answers now or yesterday please yeah. if possible 
Yeah. So when I went in, um, I didn't really have any expectations of what the event was going to be like. Um, I Mm. have watched many of her events or their events on YouTube and whatever, like over the years. And so I assumed it was going to be similar, which it was exactly the same. Um, But I I just didn't know what to expect in terms of what the topics were going to be because it's not scripted. It's like when I do a spirit session or a channeling, I have no idea what's going to happen. There, I cannot prepare apart from prepare my vessel and my connection and, you know, make sure my faith, like apart from preparing that, I cannot prepare anything mm. the night, nothing. It's just all on the off the cuff, like on the fly. <laughs> mm. And the worst part is that I might be aware of what's going on, but there's nothing I can do about it. Like once it's done, it's done. Like you've signed Tracy's over. Tracy's knocked out in the corner. Yeah. Mm. So um, when I walked in, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to take it as it is. And I said to as soon as so Esther came out and then very quickly within the first five minutes, she went straight into um, bringing in Abraham and uh, I said, as soon as Abraham dropped in, I said to Matt, oh, I know now, I know why the week that I've just had has been the week that I've just had. Because all last week, from the Monday onwards, I could not go in my office like to do anything. I have more work to do than I know what to do with myself. And I just, I couldn't sit down in front of my computer. I couldn't focus. I felt I wasn't unhappy. I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was in a great mood and I had a fuck ton of energy, but I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get it to rest into one direction. It felt mm. like I was like an octopus and my energy was just flying in all different yeah. directions. Yeah. Okay. So I cleaned the house like up and down, inside out and back to front. I did so many things to procrastinate and avoid. <laughs> but at the same time, I knew that I needed to get rid of the energy and make space for something. And I said to Matt, I think I might be getting a download, which was making me a little bit nervous because I do have so much to do that needs to be done Already. before I can start something yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. And when I get a download, I get so excited and I get so sidetracked. And I was <laughs> getting, I was getting a little bit nervous and scared about something else arriving. Yeah. Sure. And then as soon as Abraham dropped in, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was it. This is why yeah. it was for this. Like it was for this. And even when I said that, I didn't know what that meant, but it felt like in my faith, it felt like, okay, that all made sense and I can trust now that that what I was likely doing was making space but also adjusting my energy to receive whatever it was that I was about to receive. Right. And so for the first two sessions that they had, um, I literally sat in what looked probably would look like to anybody else a trance. Okay. Which was incredible. I did not move. Mm. Um, I was fully aware of the fact that I was frozen still. I had my hands on my lap with my palms up. Um, and it was so weird because I had these two strands of hair going in front of my glasses, but every now and then the light would catch and I would be able to see them. But apart from these two strands of hair, I was oblivious to anything else in the room or in this stadium, um, except for Esther's and and Abraham's energy. Mm. And what it was interesting because as Esther was speaking for Abraham, um, I was receiving the words as if I was channeling. Okay. Yeah. So it was instant for me. 
exact the same as Esther was saying or different? Uh, more. Okay. Mm. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute if you remind me. Um, I'll try to. <laughs> yeah. But what I knew I was doing was receiving through the path of least resistance. So we can't just assume that every time we turn up somewhere to learn something that we don't already know most of what's being taught. Like most of us will have some form of an idea about something before we go and learn about it. And some of us will be able to be, it's almost like there is a debt owed to us, like an energetic debt owed to us. It's like having, um, like I logged onto an account the other day and realized that I had $110 in credit in there and it's been sitting there for like a year. And I was like, like a little $110 found in my pocket. You know, it's that feeling and you have no problem claiming it and it feels good. Right. And it's just like, you didn't know it was sitting there, but it's there and you'll cash it in when you need it. Hmm. It's kind of like that. Um, and that's kind of what I did. So I sat there and rather than need to be Tracy and grounded and present and be there for Tracy to learn for Tracy, I just without consciously deciding and deliberately and intentionally deciding, I just went into channel trance mode mm-hmm. and essentially just got downloads. It was just download, download. And I could not tell you what they were saying, <laughs> but I know all of the stuff that they were saying. And mm-hmm. the thing was though, that the people, so she, so they choose someone out of the audience and that person comes and sits up on the stage and they have mm-hmm. their back towards the audience and their face to Abraham and Esther. And then we see Abraham and Esther's face and that person's facing them. And the bit of a camera that you can see the person's face. Oh, okay, right. Um, and if anyone who was there is listening to this episode, I'm sorry that if I offend you with what I'm about to say, but. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I feel like our listeners will know that that I'm not the kind of person that would say stuff like this without any other. Hey, it's our podcast. Go for it. I know, but I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea when I say this because when I say it, I'm just like, oh, fuck's sake, you sound like such a wanker. Um, <laughs> but I felt like I was in a room of beginners. Mm. I felt like Abraham was going to need to be teaching toddlers in the terms of their teachings, in the terms of their way of thinking and understanding life and incorporating it into their life and and living basically. Big concepts. I'm sure yeah. they would be aware of that too, you know. And Abraham. You, yeah, and you're probably the, not yeah. wrong, especially when you're looking at your level of experience and knowledge compared to the general population in the room. Yeah, but it was like it was a real kind of, um, I, I feel protected and grateful um and blessed that my spirit my higher self had taken care of me in that situation to allow me almost to go and sit in a in a different room listening to a different a different conversation almost um to receive it differently because I would have been as bored as batshit Mm, you got what you needed yeah and then in the last section, um, they said I could I could enjoy myself now, that I could have fun. Um, <laughs> and so I did. So I started putting my hand up and I knew I was not going to get picked because I oh, set yeah. no intention to, like I wasn't. Yeah. 
Um, and I knew that my question, if I did get picked, that majority of the people sitting in that place would not have understood anything that I had said. So mm. I knew again that I would not get picked because Abraham would not have picked someone that couldn't they couldn't have given a universal message to for, for, other, for the other universal the room to learn from. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well, it's quite selfish of me to ask that, but at the same time, where else am I going to get the opportunity to ask this? Well, like Esther yeah. standing right there, it's and I selfish. need Esther and Abraham to ask. I know, and that's why I was like, I put my hand up, but I yeah. knew I wasn't going to get picked. Mm. Anyway, so at the very end, like two minutes left I'm sitting there and Abraham is giving their gratitude and expressing kind of their their um it's not like their hopes or their wishes but their intentions um but it felt very hopey and wishy mm. and I'm just sitting there and I'm I'm really happy and I'm just feeling like the joy and the love and I'm just sitting there and then just as Abraham left and Esther dropped in, I burst into tears. It was like someone wow. popped a balloon. It just went. Wow. I wasn't expecting it. Like I didn't feel it was just like. Spontaneous. And I just had, yes. So, so, so spontaneous. I just had tears like streaming down my face. Wow. Like, just oh, in an energetic shift sort of exchange. Energetic shift. And yeah. they did say something that was, um, you know, at the time, I don't even remember what it was, but at the time it was like my entire being heard it, felt it, knew it. Yeah. Just vibrated with it almost um and it was incredible wow because I've never had anything like that happen before yeah um and it was funny because when I when I went and had my intervention with Tony Robbins um some people that are listening or I might have even talked about the podcast I yeah looked up at the rafters the day before and I saw the rainbow Mm -hmm. and whenever anything really kind of next level for Tracy is going to happen I will see a rainbow and so I was sitting there in that third section um of time sort of just enjoying myself and not trance channeling anything or downloading or anything um and I was just like okay guys like is anything really profound for me going to happen today like looking for my rainbow (laughs) looking up in the rafters and then I heard spirits my guides say why are you looking up and I said, for my rainbow. And they said, yeah, like, why are you looking up? And I literally looked down, well, not down, but I brought my gaze down to a normal a normal centre yeah. and I looked to the left and over on the other side of the stadium there were these women all sitting in a row and each one of them was wearing a different colour T-shirt and it was the rainbow in a row yeah. of women wearing a T-shirt. And I was oh just like, goodness. you guys are hilarious. That is hilarious. I know, <laughs> I know. And then that's when I started to put my hand up and I'm thinking, well, how else could anything profound happen? Um, But there goes that, there goes that, you know, human element. Like I'm human too. There goes that human elephant of trying Mm. to think about how it could be possible. Yeah. Because I knew I wasn't going to get picked. Mm. Um, But but you were still there. Yeah. And it was like all in all, um, I got exactly what I needed to get out of that. Um, And I know that, which I would have known that before anyway. Um, But. I guess um, it's really difficult because when everyone's just like, oh, my God, how was Abraham? 
it's really hard to describe how I feel about it because I I don't think I'm a normal person when it comes to <laughs> being in those situations. So I don't, I don't really have I, agree. I don't have a review <laughs> that would be a generic review. Well, um, I think that's the awesome part of this podcast. It was built on the premise not only of general larger spiritual musings, but also that merged with the experience that is uniquely yours of this lifetime that has all of those other intertwinings that we get very generously served up by you, little insights <laughs> into what it can sometimes be. So yeah, yeah. You've done some background research for the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> and the test dummy. Um yeah. generously and- sharing it, which is so awesome. Well, it's good because I I think when you and I talk, it's just a way for me to not have to do this life on my own. Mm. Um, and when when we're recording, I don't think about the thousands of listeners that are listening to to each time. Like I don't <laughs> think about it at all. Like when we talk, I don't ever censor myself. I don't, apart from when <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, our listeners. Apart from the obvious you know, times where you're like, I might offend people if anyone was there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh god, now what? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just a yeah. I mean, because I don't like I there, there's no rule book for being. Yeah. The, the having the experience that I'm having and the transparency yeah yeah the transparency of it's really interesting because the question that I would have asked if I had have got chosen yeah was to Abraham it would have been what or how did you help Esther feel comfortable capable equipped empowered to be able to do what she does for the masses with you Mm. you know like how she's a human like what did she have to who did she have to become how did Mm. she have to become what did she have to do from from your like from Abraham's guidance how did you guide her through that process of becoming Esther Hicks Mm. um which to me is a question that I have it's like because to me, that's who do I need to become? Yeah. And it, it's hard for, because there's there's very few people that have that. that Same or, sort of. That are doing it. Insight, yeah. Yeah. It's not like you can just say, okay, well, how did you become a, um, I don't know, how did you become a brain surgeon? Well, I did mm. this and this and this is the qualities that I needed. This is the discipline that I needed. This is the money yeah. that I needed. This is how much study I did. There's how many brain surgeons are there in the world that you could ask that to? Like mm. there, there's more, like there's not as many as there are GPs, but there's more than there are Esther Hickses. They're also and a lot more identifiable too. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. more accessible. Yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting that you worded that question almost in past tense, like what had to be done as opposed to going, do you think? that it is something that had to be done or do you think it's a continual work in progress, continually working with one another along the way? Well, it's not a start point or an end point. Well, yeah, but I guess the the point that um, the point in time that I was looking for the answer. So it's really great that you've said that because now it will help me clarify my question for when I do get to ask it because one day I will. Um, My point, like the point in time that I would, really like to understand is when it becomes sharing it 
mm-hmm. and what is required to share it at the level that she shares it. Mm. So, so I share it. mine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I share mine. Is it the same thing, just more? Yeah, okay. And if it is, then, okay, cool, that's all i got to do. Yes, yeah. Um, but what was funny was Matt didn't know my question mm. and I didn't even really know my question until the, set, the the last third because that's when I was me again and I'm like, oh, I really need to ask them this. Um, we came out and Matt looked at me and, like, I'd been crying. He's just like, you're yeah. funny. Burst um, into tears. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I thought you might be bored. Mm. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I get that. I know why you would have thought that. And then I went to speak, but he interrupted and I'm glad he did. He goes, um, he goes, yeah, because I just kept thinking the entire time, like, Tracy, you're going to be the next Esther Hicks. Like when Esther dies, that's you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's so, like, that's so humbling and like (laughs) sweet for him to say. But for me, it meant that he understood, like he he really truly gets the the magnitude of my ability but the magnitude of my passion to serve and help and heal and guide and mm. the magnitude of my faith in my connection to my sources my abraham yeah um and he doesn't ever usually talk about that mm. you know he it, it's unspoken and you would know of course but it, it's unspoken 90 percent of the time more than that in our relationship that he just he just lets me do what I want to do you know he's very you know just here you go here's your world I'm going to enjoy watching you live your life and go do what you want to do when you want to do it and how you want to do it there is no restriction or judgment or anything yeah. from him um but yes that is um support but when there's no real um, commenting on it in a in a positive or in a complimentary way, it's different. Like he, he will got, never ever talk. Yeah, like I mean, he's not a insight. client of mine. No, yeah, that's he right. doesn't. And he never. Yeah, well, not formally. <laughs> it's like yeah, no. The way that you <laughs> that live together, no. he's yeah. <laughs> more of a. He receives probably he's a witness. Witness, um, benefactor, coaching, that yeah. steering, um, but learning all of it, but without realizing yeah. it. But I suppose attending something like that together, he's immersed from another source as, aside yeah. from yourself, and you're experiencing it together. While it was completely different experiences for the both of you, he was able to have an experience where he was able to have a different level of understanding and insight into you without it coming from you mm. yeah. how beautiful and yeah it was it, it meant a lot to me like even though I'm not sure whether he actually understood how I received that in the way that I fully received it yeah he just could not well, stop talking about you. the rest of it yeah that yeah, it was, was yours and he had his own experience but you were still yeah. there together yeah and you know like he um now that I'm working back from home I'm not working at an external office anymore and during COVID you know, he hears me coach and he yes. hears me read and he hears me connect and he knows when it's Tracy and he knows when it's Stacey and he knows when it's something else. Yeah. And so he hears it and it's like, he's, it just sounds like you. Mm. Yeah, and it's he's like, not oh God, unfamiliar such... with it, but he probably no. had, no, you probably 
you both didn't realize how much you know. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, just how like how easy it is for me to do what that mm. is, and um, and how much I love it. You know, that's it's the like, other thing, isn't it? That yeah, they, they go yeah. hand in hand. It's so important. Mm. And that's mm. like that's probably the like that that's one of the um, and you know I've heard Esther talk about this before as well with with Jerry when Jerry was still here, but that's one of the um kind of like what do they call it what's the word when it's um it's like one of the things that you have to cope with like you have to live with it in order to serve it's not it's not a sacrifice it's like a um one of the it's like it's not a pressure God, there's a word for it I can't think of what it is but it's like whether I like it or not I've got to do it like yeah. It's an unrelenting drive and, like, I'm extremely ambitious as a person, as Tracy, but mm. when it comes to, like, I can't help but do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't help but want to do it more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> um, it's just working out how I do that on a how? larger scale mm. um, in a way that, I don't end up not liking. Yeah, burning yourself out or not yeah. not being happy with it. Yeah, you always want to love it. And just like anything, I suppose, there's cycles where you might not love it as much, but for it to be a continual source of fuel where you are driven by your purpose and you are driven by the love for it as opposed to the feelings of obligation and maybe, um, yeah, obligation that you have to do it rather than demand yeah demand I suppose you don't want and you don't need and you're not here to carry that weight Mm. Mm. yeah and when I when I saw like one of the awarenesses that I had when we were there because it's my first time seeing in an arena um really since COVID um yeah yeah you know like an, an arena that big and um I was sitting there thinking far out two years ago I was preparing for my national tour. Yes. And I had done Brisbane. I'd travelled up there, flew up there and did an event, hired out a venue down in Melbourne, done the same. And I sat there and I thought, my gosh, I have lost a lot of confidence mm. in, a few, in a few different ways, which I hadn't really thought about until I was sitting in that space just going, how did I do that? Like, <laughs> go Tracy from two years ago or two and a half years ago thinking I'm just gonna do this I'm just gonna do that I'm just gonna do this now I feel like I have more or maybe I don't know if it's more or if it's less I don't know whether I am less throw spaghetti at the wall mm. and have fun along the way watching it stick or fall or whatever it decides to do backflip down and decide what it wants to do um, or whether I am just getting closer and closer and closer to really zoning in on what it is that I know is going to captivate my Tracy and my spirit and my soul for the rest of my days, mm. like for the foreseeable kind of time of however long I want it to be. And I feel like it is the latter. Um, and Last week when I was having my like couldn't couldn't pin me down, mm. you know, 
don't don't restrict me. I got I got to just I got to keep moving. I can't feel. I don't know what this is, but I'm losing my shit. But in a good way. <laughs> felt good. It was just like oh my god. I felt like an energizer bunny. It was so fucking weird because it's not me at all. Um, but I kept having these really clear moments of clarity where I fucking love to talk about my experiences in this human life because it is unique. It is um, quite outstanding. It is quite extraordinary. Who I am is actually an extremely extraordinary example of a human. (laughs) I am, and I don't mean like in an amazing way. I just mean I am not not an ordinary human. It's unusual. Yes. Well, it's just extra ordinary. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm. but there's so many people that are, I'm not saying I'm the only fucking one, Mm. but it's like, why shouldn't I? But you can realise the you can realise that firstly and secondly you'd like to share it for the benefit of people, other people. I do. And I like that it makes it makes my version of Abraham happy when I do. There you go. So you're being guided to. Yeah, well, I, that's what I've always done, being guided mm. to do it. Like this mm. isn't like I didn't just go, oh, I want to do this. It was something that <laughs> I was shown decide. to do. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was something that was like, okay, show me what I need to do. And then they just kept showing me and showing me. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do yeah. that. I'll do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now I'm coming into the point where I think that I'm actually now jumping on board that boat from a sense of, wow, instead of just you guys spirit getting me like me surrendering and just saying hey you guys see the ship now and I will go wherever it is that you take us now what we're doing I feel is we're co-creating intentionally and deliberately in the now as opposed to me catching up to where I needed to get to yeah because you've done that yeah and in the now you know spirit incorporating has been sort of sitting there for a while now and you know, the, the sync membership is about looking after the people and caring for the people and creating a space for the people that I have served yeah. that I don't that aren't on my ship anymore. They're not mm. in the or they're not on my destination anymore. It's a community. Yeah, but I can still give and I can still serve in there and I can bring other people that can serve in there. Yeah. And you know, our podcast listeners are the perfect people to to benefit from that in terms mm. of it's this like what I'm, I'm trying to just describe the same types of people you know there are so many of them and I mm. love them all and I want them to have all of that goodness mm. but I need to set sail and drift mm. off and come mm. back and tell you more stories yeah you're, you're and, still going as is everybody we're all just on different timelines having different experiences yeah and it's like even with you, it's like when mm. you leave nursing, it's just like, okay, like I still love nursing mm. and I'm still a nurse at my core, but I've got to go off and I've got to sail some seas that are that are un, uncharted territory for myself and see what that does so then I can come back and, and give more and, mm. and, you know, share. And it's like becoming an elder of a community, I guess, but like just being that, that, person that has to go off and journey and then come back and share with the village the stories that they experienced and I need to not be afraid of I'm not afraid of doing that what I what I have been maybe afraid of is the judgment of um people that that don't understand why I'm doing it and Mm. one and one of the things that I got from when we went and saw Abraham was um was that fear of judgment was um 
was me thinking that the the plan ahead that is going to happen, whether whether I like it or not, or whether I plan it or not, <laughs> the plan ahead, um, it's not all up to me. And so I shouldn't take the entire pressure of of that movement. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or even knowing what that's going to be like, or even thinking you know what kind of judgment you're going to come up yeah. against. Yeah. And when I look at what Abraham and Esther were doing, that's what I want to do. Mm. I want to be on stage and I want to be doing that in my way mm. where I'm connecting to people's higher selves, serving the masses, but not as a psychic medium. Mm. Like not as just telling people about their future. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna coach people, I wanna mentor people, I wanna help people access their heart and their spirit when they can't quite get there. And I saw so many people sit in that chair just being like, I just really want this and I really want that. And why can't I find this? And why can't I find that? And well, there are lots of people. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there was like a new person every 20 minutes would come up. Oh, onto the okay. Chair. Right. Um, and so, like, I just kept feeling like they needed certain things that Abraham wasn't giving them. They got exactly what they needed from Abraham. But it's like Abraham serves one piece and, like, I'm just sitting there. My mind was just, like, flying so high with just, like, I can do this and help people in so many fucking amazing ways and mm. so many, like, just so many people could benefit from this and I really, 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 really want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'm on the right track yeah. and now patience is my is going to be my my best friend mm-hmm. um, and making sure that I can support all the people that I want to continue to support um, with whatever I can um, but still be able to channel Tracy mm-hmm. from two years ago and just be like hey let's just throw an anchor and see where it lands and have fun along the way because I miss that part of myself yeah well I think the yeah if anything the last two years has definitely thrown an anchor in everyone's spontaneity and I think it will return confidence for the people delivering as well as attending and for um people like yourself or anyone that's inspired to um, contribute to nudge the bar ever so big or small in a different direction for lots of people. It's mm. um, it's a challenge but it's fun and it's purposeful and if they're your drivers then that's what keeps you going as well. And it's yeah. finding that intersection with what you can do and what you can deliver and what you can see possible as opposed to every day keep showing up and doing the work in the interim. I'm only sort of reflecting on my experiences as a frustrated healer in the past um, in a healthcare system where you can see so many things would be so much better as opposed to what's actually achievable short-term, mid-term, long-term and just deciding whether you're going to continue or not or change direction and try from a different angle or whatever it is that keeps you going. But it's fun along the way and I see you much more, um, not that you were ever unrefined, but in the last two years you've further refined and you've further become more discerning and you've done so much more work inwardly that 
it would have been so different had two years ago you you did a national tour. The national tour and global tour that you will end up doing is so much more refined and um, even more driven and purposeful than what it would have been. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And two years. Well, wow. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Mm. So weird. Um, but I think also like what you just said in terms of um, things will move for other people as well. Like it, it's not just my time that's moving, it's other people's times that's moving as well. So when I'm ready, yeah. they're going to be ready and all right. that, like everything yeah. will happen. Um, that's the other thing that, you know, COVID did and um, the, you know, well, it's not COVID that did it, but, the, you know, what happened during the last sort of two years um it was meant to speed up people and slow people down in all different ways. You know, it was speeding up and slowing down where required. And um, if you read the very beginning of my book, I talk about how I talk about it. And I, and I say something along the lines of um, something being something coming that's going to um, expand in a, in a, in a, in a mass way, the consciousness and all those people are going to be so needy and hungry and ready to do what they need to do. It's not like needy and hungry for whatever they can get. It's like really needy and starving for something that's authentic within them and just ready to do it, ready to show up for themselves. Mm. And like every single part of me gets, I'm getting goosebumps now because every single part of me just gets so excited Mm. to help them in part of their journey I can't help them for their whole journey but Mm. I know where I sit and where I sit is where people go from this and then they walk over that bridge and then all of a sudden they have this self-awareness where they're like oh this is my authenticity yeah Mm. it's like I didn't realize that I wasn't living my truth and now I feel like I'm ready to live my truth how the fuck do I do that Mm-hmm. And I love that space. I love <laughs> mm-hmm. it. And my guides, my Abraham, love that space too. And it's what my human experience, my extraordinary experience as Tracy has. Like, if I look back and I'm like, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. Like, I'm perfectly qualified yeah, to just exactly. go, well, you know, I, it's not like I've been there, done that. But energetically, I get what what you're energetically experiencing right now the situation might be different the dynamic might be different the timing might be different but the energy is exactly the fucking same and this is how spirit's gonna lay it out for you and that's why you're here yeah and so abraham i think you know when i was saying i got everything that i needed like this is what i got you know it was just this clarity yeah and none of that was in the 20 different people that they had up on the stage you know like they were talking about how do I find the person that I want to love? And I I wanted a house that was really big and I wanted big lots of kids and I wanted two dogs. And now I've got a six-bedroom house and five kids and two dogs. And now I feel like I have too much and I'm not happy with it and I want to change and I want to go and live in a camper van and, and I don't want any kids. I don't want any dogs. And they're like, why am I, why am I doing that? And so there it was people kind of with these things where they're like, I'm getting myself into these pickles. Mm. How do I get myself out? And and they're blaming themselves a lot. And so Abraham talks a lot about what we're attracting and why we're attracting it. Mm, okay. And and it's beautiful, but what I got out of it, I was like sitting in a whole different room. Your experience <laughs> was validating on a whole other level. And like you were saying before, you got more. But when you heard Esther say responses, you were hearing a lot more. So that's what you were there for. Yeah, it was pretty mm. it was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. 
And how special that you and Matt got to do that. So I hope in coming days, if he hasn't already, he unpacks and unpicks and you get to have lovely conversations, um, you know, into well, we the did. evening and whatnot about we all did. different things. We had um, we had a few hours that afternoon. We had lunch. We had a long trip home. Yeah. We unpacked for him in so many ways. And what was awesome was that night and the following day, he actually took action in ways that showed that he learned that learnt lessons. Wow. Like so it was cool. like, wow, that has just become you. You you just mm. received that and you've been upgraded, you know, mm. like and and he's like, I just don't I see it. It was like he it, there was a particular situation and he's just like, I could see it coming. Yay. And he never never uses that terminology. But he's mm. like, I could see it coming. It was like it was just all written there for me to see it. And I knew it was going to happen. So I said this to prevent what I knew that person was going to say. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, he's like, it was incredible. He's just like, and now I see it. And it's mm. like, well, I've, been, I've only been telling you for the last 15 <laughs> years. but hey. Now he can't unsee <laughs> it, so it's done. We're there. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really good. And what was good for him too was that he got to see Esther and Abraham, Esther talk about Abraham and Abraham talk about Esther and got to watch Abraham move and he sometimes will say to me I know when Stacy's here and I know when Tracy's here mm. and I know when I want to talk to Stacy and I know when Tracy comes back in pretending yeah. to be Stacy <laughs> <laughs> and he got to see someone else and he's never seen anyone else before he got to see mm. someone else do what I do from a space of okay so it's not just Tracy being a bitch or it's not yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not exactly. just you doing it your way this is actually how it's done it's like this thing. is just yeah it, it's just what it looks like it it's is what, what it, it sounds is. like <laughs> it can sound really kind of abrupt yeah. and um almost, almost cold like, almost cold um but with a lot of sense of humor yeah. Like a, Abraham's got the best humour. Okay. Interesting. Um, but spirit does. Yeah. Spirit has a lot. We've talked about that before. Like spirit yeah. has an amazing sense of humour. Mm. Always. It's always surprising. It's always refreshing mm. to yeah. know that, you know, like, they, to hear you say that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I credit them to me being funny when I'm funny. Like <laughs> I, whenever, whenever I am funny without intentionally being funny, it's always them. Mm. Like I, I think it's just them coming through and saving my ass and making Love me look it. good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple but, yeah. of questions and I've bloody Go forgot for what I forgot one of them already. It oh. might come back. Um the other one was it might, it's probably gonna be a yes no question. You know how Abraham is Abraham and Esther mm-hmm. somehow channeled that name. Does do your guides have names or they're just guides, nameless? Uh, no, they don't have names. Um, Other than Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, last year, no, this year, um, in, when was it? It was when the, um, the, now my mind's going, the web, the web satellite, um, Oh, it was when the first images started to come through from space. The NASA, the big mm. NASA Hubble, whatever it was. Yeah, mm. the new images, the ones that have gone deeper into space. Wasn't and that these long ago? That wasn't within the last six months. Yeah, um, 
I was having uh, serious interactions with a, a a group of sources, like like what Abraham would be. It was a yeah, collective, okay. different collective. Yeah, it was like a collective consciousness. They had a name. Okay. Um, and that name, they they just told me that was what their yeah. name was, and it kind of felt like their name was a was like a, a council almost. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but I tried, like, they chose me for that. I didn't go seeking for that. They were there. Um, mm. they, they were there when I was just meditating one day and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we'll drift over here. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Who do we have here? Um, but I don't know. I don't, they never, they never give me a name and I never ask for a name. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming that if it was important, they would. Yes. To be known by a name of some sort. Yes. And then yes. the other question I had was, you know, how you often talk about when Abraham steps out or Esther stepped in and with you, we use the term Stacey Tracy. When it comes to something that Esther did on stage at an event, um, clearly there's a, a time limit on her sessions and she sort of checks in and checks out and brings him in and brings him out. Are there times when you're called to not stick to the script or are there times where you choose to pull yourself out because of whatever reason? You can't not stick to the script. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there is a script, but you can't not. Once you're in, they've got control. Okay. In terms of their, you, do you have an you, agreement ahead of time of how long yes. it's going to last? So it's something uh, well, pre-programmed in. That's usually an experience thing. So, like, I've heard Esther talk in previous times where, um, you know, in the beginning she could only do it for five, ten minutes and then she'd be out cold for an hour. Yes, okay. And so and it, that about, it's just, yeah. It, yeah, it's strength and it's yeah. practice and, and it's learning that stamina and, and mm-hmm. all the things. But that comes with your boundaries as well. So okay. when you have, re- and, and Esther would have um, extremely strong boundaries that um, allow the energy to move at a, it's like a, a beat, like a pace. Mm-hmm that doesn't speed up and doesn't slow down. It just moves Mm. like that. And so Abraham would be coming through on the frequency and it's quite like when she's set up, she's predetermined. They have. Yeah. And and so she would say, um, you know, they, Abraham would only be able to be there while she's in that frequency. The minute she drops out of that frequency, Abraham will disappear. Mm. But when you're in service, like Esther is, and like when I am, um, you, it's like a, um, it's like just saying, I'm going to open my shop up from nine until five today. So I'm going to open my shop up from nine till five today. Yeah. And so it's the same kind of thing. So you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to open up my energy and I'm going to have it fully stocked and I'm going to have it, yes, all the lights prepared. working and I'm going to have all the yeah. electricity on and everything yeah. ready to go and all the change ready to go to serve that nine till five. Mm. Um, there is nothing. Yeah. And there is nothing that spirit or Abraham, for example, um, would say or do that would warrant me to jump in and and pull out as well, like to to bring my energy down Mm. um, because um, we work together. So, yeah. 
it's faith. That, um, yeah, that trust. Yeah, it's it's a faith. It's a trust, and Abraham wouldn't benefit from it. Um, and Abraham can't necessarily have an agenda more than what they're vibrating at. So, so Esther's not being, um, what's the word? Um, like they're not taking over Esther. They're mm. not, um, She's not being used possessing, or manipulated. Possessing. They're not yeah. possessing oh, yeah. her and using her to do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, they are a frequency mm. called Abraham and that frequency has a message and through that frequency, Esther's voice delivers in the best way it can in the human vocabulary that Esther has um, what the message is. Hmm. So they really only have her body and her voice, but she moves the same. She speaks differently. She speaks when when Abraham's there, she speaks in a very, um, 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 oh, my God, I'm just I'm so lost for words today. Um like, automated robotic yeah monotonous quick. kind uh-huh. of um like a oh, what is that beat thing anyway um Don't know. yeah so a she different, a different way from yeah. her just knowing it's her talking yeah you, you can definitely tell when abraham's speaking versus when esther's speaking yeah um and abraham interrupts a lot Oh. Um, Esther doesn't and spirit does interrupt a lot more than what I ever let on mm-hmm. um, and I think it's because I'm not Esther Hicks <laughs> and I'm not and, and it's not Abraham but yeah. um, I mean she probably wouldn't say that and neither would Abraham but I think that's probably why like if I was Esther Hicks and Abraham then I wouldn't have a problem letting the interruptions be a thing mm. Um. But uh, to your question, if 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 you're a professional, it's very different to if you were doing it on your own without an audience and without selling tickets and without a, a mm. commitment mm. or a responsibility. Because um, I know that Esther has been channeling Abraham or the early stages of Abraham since she was little. Wow. It's a strong um, connection, isn't it? Yeah. And which, I mean, it, it's pretty normal for channelers to um, mm. to say that. Mm. Um, so they would have, like, she would just be an extension of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's just fascinating. I think that's what I like, the interview with Extra Dimensionals. There's so many channelers on there um, that speak so differently, but some of them have multiple multiple people and then others have, you know, maybe just the one that they've had mm. that connection with for a while. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, well, they definitely, it's it's funny because they have their own personalities. Um, like it's very clear with their own personalities. Mm. They use they use different parts of your vocabulary as well. Um, so with Esther, because Abraham is a collective, the voice is quite plain. It doesn't yeah, okay. have much personality to the voice. It's just it's just a voice. Um, and if anything, it almost sounds masculine. Mm. 
Um, like when I hear Abraham speaking through Esther, Esther sounds like a woman when she talks. She says she's got a beautiful little voice um, and a very feminine sounding voice. But when Abraham comes through, I hear a male's voice speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know if everyone else is because I don't know how you could quantify that. Like I don't, or how you would qualify, I don't, I confirm, I don't know. Mm. But I hear a male voice come through that is very um, monotone and static and just kind of, it's just there. It's like robotic almost. But when you channel one spirit and they speak, they have they have a voice just like you and I have our own individual voice. It's just like, oh, that's so-and-so. And you can tell because you know their voice. Yeah. Mm. And they use different parts of the vocabulary, like just like kids would use, um, you know, simpler words, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you were bringing through an older lady, she might use more proper, mm-hmm. you know, old English words. And if you bring through someone who was, a, you know, a drug addict, murderer, in jail, all of the the things that would make that person kind of, you know, and I'm generalising here, but make them seem like they maybe didn't have the greatest vocabulary or English skills, then it might be it might be quite um poor English or um, you know, they might not pronounce their words right. That's true to um, who they were when they were living. Yeah. Yeah. So you hear their personality through their voice, but when you're channeling a collective, mm. uh their their personality comes more through in their things like Abraham interrupts and Abraham has a really great sense of humor. Mm. Um, Abraham is um, very fast. Abraham speaks fast. Which is a common thread, isn't it? You're, if, if it's a collective, yeah. Mm. Um, and it really just depends on the channeler. So if you're someone who's experienced in channeling, you can slow it down. Mm. Um, I will say you know what, I might speak a little bit fast, so please ask me if you need to repeat anything or you need me to stop and to explain something. Most of the time I won't speak fast, but I know when I'm going to. I can feel that I'm going to, um, and I'll give a a warning. Hmm. It's just coming through really quickly, Hmm. and I don't want to miss anything. So sometimes when they bring through the information, I can remember it. It's like write that on a post-it note and stick it up, write that on a post-it note and stick it up. But there's only so many things that you can hear while someone in the room is talking before you forget all the things that you had to remember. So yeah, you just have to, to stop and you have to Yeah, you have to get it through. And sometimes when they're not giving you clarity but they're giving you feelings, it's really easy to forget the feeling when you validate it. So the minute that I validate the feeling that spirit's trying to go, which happens telepathically between me and the spirit and instantaneously, the minute that I get it, that feeling disappears and it's replaced with a new feeling. So then I, Tracy, have to remember what it's like, what that feeling was to talk about what I'm feeling, which I'm not feeling right now. I was feeling maybe three seconds ago, which feels like three hours ago to me. Wow. So that, so Abraham speaks really fast. And when Abraham gets on a tangent, Abraham is on that tangent and it is, which is why so many people are like, whoa, that just went over my head. Mm. Um, and that's why I sat there and I just received it all because I didn't want to have to think about every single word Abraham was saying, thinking I need to understood it because my guides told me you already understand this much. You're there. Let's just absorb yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just right. sit there and, and you know, take it with, with the ease and the grace yeah. and, you know, just the path of least resistance. And then for the last third, we need you to be present because you're going to get a lot out of it. Mm. Love it. Little top yeah. up. Yeah. So for our <laughs> listeners, I know we're getting to the end of this episode because it's a long one. Um, but for our listeners, you know, Abraham doesn't just talk about law of attraction um, in terms of what 
what most people would understand it, uh, what the law of attraction is, but what they use is their own particular types of methods and ways. So they, they refer to the vortex, which um, is very similar to my vortexes for manifesting. It's just that there is one central one that is related to your inner being they refer to, which is what I call your spirit. Mm. So um, there is like one vortex that exists for that which works on kind of like the universal scale in terms of you've already put it something into the vortex. Now let the universe take care of it on a bigger scale as opposed to just, Hey, I want to manifest this new phone. And then that's what you get. Like the universe and your inner being are not manifesting a new phone. Mm-hmm. Your, your inner being and your vo- and the universe are manifesting your, your life. Yeah. You know, they're, they're manifesting the big picture rather than the little picture. Um, and then they talk about the grid as well. So Abraham, when, when they started to um, introduce the vortex and help people understand the law of attraction and, and understand it through the visual aspect of or the visual um, representation of the law of attraction through a vortex, um, they then were like, okay, well, people started to question, well, how do I get into that frequency that my vortex is in like Abraham talks about you've just got to get into your vortex you've got to get into your vortex you've got to get into your vortex and everyone was understanding the vortex but then this bigger question was well how do I get into the vortex I understand why I need to and I understand what it is but I don't know how I go from here to there yeah how do I do that and then that's when they started talking about um the grid okay and so And this is where I was saying back in the beginning about how it's like when all this information came out, it was like it was too soon for everybody to grasp. So they had to work out how to fill in the blanks yeah, Mm. and teach. And so the grid is um, where they talk about the filling in the gap. So Mm. it's like if you do this, then over time and space it it meets this. And so you've got to be on this trajectory and frequency to match that trajectory and frequency that's going that way. And when they combine, they create a physical manifestation. Right. So there is a lot of learnings that comes from Abraham, but you've got to start at the beginning. You've got you that you can't go straight to the grid. You know, you have to really understand the theory and the concepts behind it in order mm. to grow with it. And you have to see the results of the action and the actual theory in practice before you can physically, literally get to that next level because it's a frequency thing. Yeah. You can't you can't go all the way to the end. It just doesn't work that way. There's no shortcuts. You have to build up. The learnings. Yeah. Mm. Once you've done it, you can absolutely jump. Mm. But you can't, you can't, you don't know how to jump until you, until you've done a jump or until yeah. you've gone, until you've walked the the road, you mm. can't fly there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and sense. one of the other really interesting things that I want to say that I really wanted to talk about before I forget, and maybe this ends up becoming two-parter, I don't know, but. <laughs> That'd um, be nice. <laughs> we thought about that ahead of time. We could have cut it somewhere. <laughs> well, we still might. Who knows? Um, uh she used this amazing analogy that I just loved so much and I want to share it because I think that it might help a lot of people. This one man, it was at the very end, it was the guy that was at the last guy right before I had my moment um, of my my moment of, you know, Your bursting. own moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he said something along the lines of, you know, um, when I'm in meditation, 
I get so much coming through. Like I am just being filled with buzzing and tingles and I feel so good. There is so much energy that's just racing through my body and I can feel it pulsing. And then I come out of my meditation and I am so inspired and so motivated to, to, I'm full of love and passion and joy and I want to move, but it's too much. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know where to direct it. I don't know how to channel it into something for good. I don't know how to do all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And do you know what she said? And I figured that that's actually, that's a common. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a very good point. And it's a very common thing that we hear about people that are just starting out Mm, in, in, in in the bigger picture of things. Yeah. It's the people that are just experiencing that. And it's just like, they feel that's fucking amazing. Like, oh my On God, top I'm so of the world. Yeah. yeah. My conscious was so expanded yes. and like, I am so enlightened and all the rest of it. And what did she say? Have a guess what she said. <gasps> oh, or what, what they said. She didn't say it. They said it. No, I've got nothing. They said, well, <laughs> it's so funny because Abraham will also say, you're all going to like this. He's not going to like it, but you're all going to oh, like no. it. I feel that you're going to like it, but you're not going He's to not like it. Oh, no. No, and then, and Abraham lip smacks. So Abraham. Oh, goes, really? Oh, yeah. It's gosh. like, but, but it's it's almost like Esther's trying to find the words. Okay. Oh, and the words okay. have got to come out. It's so interesting to watch. Mm. And I mean, I can take the time to watch it and be separate from it and not worry too much about hanging on the words that she's going to say, but I'm looking at her skill and it's Abraham's time. Mm. Um. Or computing time, yeah. translation time. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's coming out. Loading, um, loading. <laughs> so, yeah, so Abraham turned around and just said, well, then you are not as consciously as aware as what you would like to believe that you are. Mm. Right. <laughs> and you just see his face just go, oh. Here he is up there and he's got his long hair in a ponytail and he's glowing and nice and lean and probably feeling like he is a very fine specimen of a very consciously aware person and I'm Mm. not trying to take that from him Mm. because he's doing a fuck ton more than what most people are in the world let me tell you but when he said when Abraham said that to him I just felt his whole entire like solar plexus just drop out of his root chakra fair enough yep I was just like oh I can't believe that like why can't I be a good student kind of thing and why why is that because If you can imagine being on a plane Mm. and a plane that's 50,000 odd feet up into the sky flying at altitude and it's going 600 miles an hour, like it is speed, Mm. and you look out the window, what do you see? It's moving slowly across the sky. Yeah, there's clouds. You get to take in the entire vista. Mm. You can see all the little things like the cars, the traffic lights, the people. Um, And then you can just see as far off into the horizon as you can imagine. And it's somewhat still. Mm. It's so, it's, it's still. You can see the little things, but it's still. Now, if we take that plane, still going at 600 miles an hour, but we put it on the ground, what happens when you look out the window? Completely narrower perspective. Completely narrower, more like terrifying. Mm. Like you would not be able to even, like you couldn't even make 
one scent, like Blurry. one piece of sense out mm. of what you were seeing out the yeah. window. Just moving you wouldn't be at able speed. to. Yeah. yeah, it's too fast. Mm. It's happening too fast. And so what that shows is that your altitude is a representation of your level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are in a higher consciousness, truly, not just thinking that because when I go into a meditative state, I can reach this space. Yes, I can reach but it. When I yeah. come to my human form and I'm not meditating, yeah. how consciously aware am I? Mm. It's We're on earth, so it's never going to move like it does in a plane. Yeah. And we'd have to literally be Buddhist monks yes. to achieve that. Yeah. And not that even then. That would be like the closest thing. Yeah. But even just stillness. Like it would need to be a full-time, not even just consistent, it would need to be a full-time gig. It need to be a full-time way of existence. Just to be have there. to exist that way. Mm-hmm. And you still wouldn't be there. No. But that would be the closest that we could get to or like sure. comatose or something, but <laughs> present. Like just, <laughs> I don't even know. But what it, what it showed and what I guess what it was trying to um, um, explain or prove, I guess, is that, when things are coming through you from meditation, it's it's not about what you're receiving and needing to implement it into your life. It's about getting you in your life experience to be able to contain and deliver and channel and use and and purpose and um and give and and release and let flow the things that do come through you. Don't ever think that when you receive something that it is up to you to hold it and then figure out what to do with it. Mm. You, it, It's about getting yourself to the point where you realise that this just flows through you as does everything else. Mm. So he was like sitting there and you could see it in his face that he, he understood it but needed a second to just yeah. be like, I think I just got told that I suck, <laughs> that I'm not as good as what I thought I was, but... Obviously he needed to hear that and that was fucking amazing because obviously he's done the right amount of work and the right mm. amount of asking to receive what he heard that day. Just and like hopefully a he gear change it. just to slightly because I can to see show- where he's coming from and I can see how when people are in a state like that they feel so inspired and they do want to share it. But that's what's really frustrating and mm. that's what's really, really, really frustrating and I'll be completely honest about um, the spiritual, biz, um, the, the spiritual. Um, How it is right now. Yeah, like the the um, the the business of it. The, the, what's, the banner of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that. Spirituality is not about how high you can get in consciousness in your meditation and about the spirits that you communicate with and the the fun places that you go astral traveling and all that kind Mm. of place. It has got fuck all to do with that Mm. and everything to do with being a human. Embodying it. Embodying it and living it out. Yes. Mm. Acting from that place. Not going in and up. Mm going up and in and out Mm. yeah and I think it's just people being misguided to be honest because that's what and that's what I mean like in the spirit like but that's that's um you know in the industries with the word that I was looking for in the spirituality industry when it Mm. comes to the commercialism of it yes um, that's it yeah you know 
what I'm saying doesn't sell. What I'm saying is not pretty. It's not Mm. romantic. It's not exciting. It's not meant to be. No, it's not attractive. It's not sexy. What sexy is, oh, I meditated and went off with this, you know, with this Arcturian being and we went and swum with unicorns in the (laughs) seventh sea of Las Vegas or something. Who knows? More like it's them having the experience. I got this. I did that. It's like. And that's supposed, and that is, um, that is spiritual to them. Mm. There's not a full stop it's at not, that exactly. place though. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's not what the point of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Like, I feel your frustration. Yeah. I mean, mm. and I can't change that. But no, the point of it is. journey. <laughs> yeah. The point of it is, is not to get on a plane and go up and, and, and get what you want and then come down and go, whoa, fucking bad, dude. Like that, like they're, and like, I'm buzzing. Time. Where'd you have the best time? In my meditation. Cool. What happened? Oh my God, I can't even explain it. Mm. What the fuck? What's the point? What is the point? There, there literally is none because then actually what this person was experiencing was frustration like no fucking tomorrow yeah yeah disappointment feeling like they were failing feeling like they, yeah. they couldn't figure it out feeling like they yeah. weren't enough Confusion. feeling like they couldn't yep. that's not the point of it mm. don't go as high as you fucking can straight mm. away it's it doesn't work that way and it's pointless I mean I'm I can't tell everybody to do it and what not to do I think it, it it's comes down to the same principle of intentionality, isn't it? Like why? What's the point of doing anything that you do? Before you yeah. have a meditation, what's the purpose of that one? Do you need to just unwind? Do you need to level out? Do you need to meditate on a question? Mm-hmm. Is it an exploratory one where you want to see unicorns but mm-hmm. know what you're getting into before you do it? Yeah. And, and know, know what you want out of it and where yeah, to go from exactly. there. Yeah, mm. because it's totally, I mean, I don't do that, but it's totally fine. I just can't be bothered. It's not in, like, yeah. I've been doing it for, I think, every freaking lifetime I've ever had. This doesn't <laughs> interest me to go do something like that. Mm. Um, but if it floats your boat, do it, but don't think that that makes you spiritually enlightened and don't think that it makes you um, anything that isn't perfect, not perfect, but like you, you are, if that's what you're doing and you're listening to our podcast, great, don't stop it. It doesn't mean anything about you except that you're robbing yourself of all that is available to you in your spiritual relationship with yourself. So try not to limit yourself to just that very small piece of what is available in a spiritual relationship. Mm. Because you are a spiritual being having a human experience and that whole sentence, that whole point is equal sides. You're not just human. You're not here on your own, just plopped off onto the earth, off you go. You are tethered. You have a spirit that will guide you. But you are also a spirit who has sent down a representation, an expression for a reason. Your spirit does not want you to go and hang out with it 24-7 and learn to hang out with it. It wants you here on the human world learning how to be human, learning how to grow, learning how to do all the things that it can't do up there because it's not in its human form. 
So all these people that sit there and they try and go into these meditations or try and have these transcendental experiences, great, but that's not what your spirit is wanting you to do. I feel like I've been schooled. It's the other way around. And the quicker that people get that in their heads, and I know it's a huge paradigm shift, but I know that it's a huge turnaround from what everyone thinks that they know or what a lot of the commercial industry tries to sell. It's marketing. They're selling to you. They are making things sound really sexy and pretty and romantic and attractive. And it is big, big industry. It is like trillions and trillions of dollars all over the world. Can't blame them. Off you go. However, don't think that it is a substitute for a spiritual relationship that is more than what you, what you're being told or sold. Yeah. There's more to it. Yeah. Mm. Mm, Interesting. Well, I think our listeners will acknowledge what you're saying. Mm. And you know what? Like if, if I had another podcast, where it was just spirit speaks, like it would it would be a lot, I think it would sound a lot harsher because mm. it would be a lot of this kind of stuff. But I think that's um, that's sort of a label and description that that could be put on it, but that's only when it's seen from a particular lens. I think Harsh. when people, yeah, that, yeah. that word. Yeah, I think exactly. when, when people like our listeners are... Um, especially if they've been with us for a long time now, they're they're already on seeing things from a slightly different perspective, I would imagine, or well on the way to. So I, I think that that makes sense for the people ready to hear it. And for those that don't get it or don't resonate, it's obvious they're not there yet. So, mm-hmm. and that's and okay that's, too. And that's the same thing that happened when I went and saw Abraham. Yeah. yeah there's people there. Yeah. And there's people, and it was beautiful, but there's people there that are just like, oh, you know, Abraham, I found you and you've been the biggest part of my life for so long. And and then you find out that they've been doing it for two years. And it's like the biggest part of my life for so long. To me, two years, wow, like you're an old dude. Like two years is not the biggest part of your life. But what I heard from it was the sentiment. What I heard from it was what they got from it was the biggest part. Has changed everything. Just because I've been listening to Abraham for 17 years and this dude's been listening for two does not mean jack shit. Yeah, yeah. If if it changed that person's life as mm. much as what he's giving it credit for, and you could feel it, it was mm. palpable. It, and I, mm. I don't know if everyone else could, but I certainly could, and I'm sure everybody else could. But it's like when you when you think about the the information like i said i didn't have any expectations but i'm sure if abraham and esther knew me and say 10 other people in that auditorium were like me mm. that i'm sure that esther and abraham would turn around and say oh you know what if there were if this auditorium was filled up with people like you would be having very different conversations right now mm. you know like it's it you got to serve the masses and where the masses are yeah, and and you still got plenty from it on a whole different level. Yeah, and Abraham would have known that too. Exactly, and yeah. there'd be people like you attending these things. 100%. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Love it. Yeah. Kind of feel like I was there now. <laughs> I'm really motivated to go watch <laughs> some YouTubes. Well, we'll do speaking it. Well, of which, it'll be a they, rabbit hole. 
yeah, Esther and Abraham do have their own website and they do have like recordings available on it. And if I think about it, I will put a link to it in the show notes assigned to this episode. Yeah, please do. And they have, <laughs> um, you can listen to, I think it's called Abraham Daily, I think. It's like a podcast that has like 12-minute bite-size um, audio clips from her events or their events um yep. and they've just like really potent lessons in these 12 minutes and you can oh, just okay. listen to it every day like deep just immersive put it on. Mm. yeah mm, love it mm. but if <laughs> you've got any you. questions about abraham yeah or esther um or you want to know more just write in and more than happy to answer it because big part of my life so yeah thanks for sharing thanks for sharing a bit about obviously Abraham and Esther, but your own experience as well. That's um, really nice of you to be so transparent and generous with us. And your Look insights out. Look out. It's going to keep happening. That's what we're here for. <laughs> That's what the podcast is for. I'm setting sail. <laughs> well, thanks, dear listeners, whoever is stuck in to the end, whether we chop this up and make two episodes or whether it's a big long sit with pause and play and pause and play um i'm sure you'll love it i know i did we'll catch you next time bye we love bringing turns out she's psychic to you each week at no cost so if you like what you hear please consider supporting the show by donating to our patreon we are a small operation researching coordinating and producing the show ourselves any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com we welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or tracy and we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on insta at turns out underscore she's psychic Bye-bye. bye bye